Hello and welcome back to Take 10 for Men, 10-minute conversations with inspiring men about how they manage their mental health and support their mates. My name is Sophia Hatzis. I'm the host of the show and today we have a special guest in former NRL player, pro boxer, proud First Nations man and founder of The Enemy Within, Joe Williams. This is a great chat. Joe is incredibly wise and has beautiful insights to share, but please know that this conversation does touch on themes of suicide. If you or anyone you know needs help, you can contact Lifeline at any time on 13 11 14. Enjoy the chat and please make sure to take 10 to check in on the man you love today. Let's get started. I first of all, Joe, just want to say a huge thank you. Um, I'm really grateful to have you as part of this project and for you sharing your story. It's it's really amazing to have you on board. The first question I always ask my guests is how are you feeling on a scale of one to 10? So one being the lowest of the low and 10 being the best day of your life. Where do you think you sit on that scale right now? I'm probably right now as we speak, I'm just sitting about eight and a half, pushing nine. I'm really good lately, man. I'm really good, yeah. I do want to, want to start with where it all began mental health wise for you. So you've mentioned before that suicidal ideation started for you when you were really young. So 13. And I wanted to ask, what was your mental state like through your NRL career? Because you made that pinnacle of pro sport, which is what you'd always dreamed of. But what was your mental health like at that time, considering that you'd been struggling since you were 13? I guess for me, it's like, it was the norm, you know, like, because like, we didn't know what mental health was back then. Like I, I played foot, like footy many years ago now. So the conversation wasn't anywhere near like it is now. So I thought whilst I was challenged, I thought it was, that's what everyone went through. For me, I just did what I had to do to, to sort of make it go quiet. And unfortunately that was through means of alcohol and drugs. Time over again, and being a hell of a lot more educated about it now, I would have done things very different, which which would, of course, made me a much different player as well, um, much different person, much different dad, all of that sort of stuff. But um, for me, it's you know I'm I'm grateful for for what I went through. As 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 hard as it is to say that, and even as hard as it is for some people to hear it, I had to go through that to be who I am and where I, where I am now. You played. Um, professional NRL, I believe it was 2004 to 2008, right? So that kind of early to mid 2000s and then made the transition into pro boxing after your career finished in the NRL. But it wasn't until after in 2012 when you um, made an attempt on your life. And, and I don't mean to pry and, you know, feel free to share as, as much or as little as you want, but I, I really would love to hear sort of not so much about that time, but more how you came out of that darkness. What it was like back then, and and it was still very much in the middle of my boxing career as well. So I didn't I didn't reach the heights that I reached uh, reached with my my boxing career until post suicide attempt. So so like I guess that you can look at it from the fact that I I was at on my like literally on my knees. Mm not knowing whether I should be alive or not, made, made that attempt to not be here anymore. Something greater than me kept me here. I don't know, don't know what it was. I'm thankful for what it was. 
But from the absolute pitfalls of where I was at, I managed to get to the heights of where I got to. Right. So I think, you know, the lesson all of that is that whilst back on that day in 2012, I genuinely believed with everything inside my bones that I didn't deserve to be alive anymore. With time, effort, understanding and awareness, things can and do get better. Whilst the suicide attempt was by, by without doubt, the, the most horrific day and experience that I've ever had in my life. But I'm so thankful that, that in those times, it taught me things. It taught me things that, that I, am, I am resilient to be able to get back to where I am now. I, I, I do know how to put in the work. You know, it's, you know, it's, there's many lessons. I, I take lessons out of everything. With every day, even every bad day that I have, I take a lesson out of it. Okay, what can I do to be better tomorrow? Mm. Right? So w- with all of those lessons comes, you know, great resilience to, to helping me to be who I am now. And can I ask you just on that note about learning from those experiences, can you share with me the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? People ask me this all the time. What's the best piece of advice? I've been given so much great advice by so many great mentors. I think how I would reframe that is that if I had, if I had one piece of advice to give myself, yeah. And because we all we all have an inner voice, right? We all have an inner voice that tells us to do things every day. It, it inspires us when we need it, right? So if if I had a choice to tell myself the best advice, it would be. Don't get caught up on the bad stuff, man. It's going to get better, you know. So you just, you know, you just need to stay present each day, every moment at a time. Every bad, bad situation that happens, or or every every moment, negative moment that you go through, um, it's just about staying present in that and being mindful and aware as to the as to what causes you to get to that point. People say to me all the time, "Who who is your who is a person who inspires you the most, right? Who, who is your hero? I think, I think everyone's hero sits within them, right? So that's, that's not coming from a place of, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to, that's not coming from a place of ego, but everyone's inner inspiration sits on their shoulder. Whilst we, we can have an inner inspiration, we can also have an inner critic. You know, it's about learning to manage the both. Can you give us an insight into how you manage your mental health every day and like tips for young men out there who might be struggling right now to manage their mental health every day? Yeah, I think gratitude is a big one. You know, I get up and and I start my day with gratitude every day, uh, the things that I'm grateful for and the tiniest of little things. You know, I'm, I'm grateful to be able to actually walk to the bathroom. I'm actually grateful to be able to have a drink of water. You know, because there's, there's loads of people out there that don't have those luxuries. And I'll call them luxuries because, you know, there's many unfortunate people around the world that are like that. So um, it's the everyday gratitudes that that I, I start my day with. Um, I'm just, you know, super thankful for, for who I am and why I am. But 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 because I've had to learn these things, right? And, and I'm on a very different path now to what I very first started, right? And that's because of because of the, the self-learning and and... I guess more education in what what you are and who you are, and I think what we need to tell people is to I, I actually embrace it. 
I actually embrace lockdowns because it gives us, again, someone who looks at things like lessons, right? It gives us an opportunity. It gives us an opportunity to do the work, right? So the last 12 months has been spiritually and emotionally the biggest growth period for me that I've ever had because I had no other choice but to sit down and do the work. Oh, my, one, of my, one of my biggest sayings is don't look at what, look at why. We all act a certain way. We all have certain thoughts, feelings, behaviours. Why do we have those thoughts, feelings, behaviours? And it all is because of the, the way that we've been conditioned into certain behaviours, that we've inherited certain behaviours. Um, the more we're aware and the more we understand the why, uh, the more we start to live at peace with each other. As I said, the last 12 months for me has been, uh, for, for other people has been extremely difficult. But for me, I'm grateful because I used, I purposefully used the last 12 months to do my inner work and some healing and some growth. I wanted to touch on something with you as well. And you've mentioned before, you're a proud Indigenous man, the importance of connection to country and to your culture in your healing process yep. can you tell me a little bit about what your connection to country and to culture means to you and how it helps you every day I think there's something to learn from that from everyone um, you know there's loads of science and research now around actual connection to people um, and and I talk about the three p's people purpose and place um, when we have when we have people we have a community when we have a purpose it gives us hope when we have us when we have place it gives us identity of who we are you know it's for me it's well documented now that why first nation people in this country have been here for the longest amount of time in the world like science documented now the longest existence of mankind started here in australia right there's something to learn from that from everyone and why we lasted so long is because we were connected as people we had purpose in what we did and our place was connection to country of who we are. What are you, because you were talking about gratitude before and it's the final question that I ask all of my guests is what are you most grateful for today right now? So today is my daughter's 15th birthday. So I'm grateful for my daughter Phoenix turning 15 today because we've had a fractured relationship uh, with family breakdowns and so forth. So I'm, I'm grateful for her to be able to turn 15. I'm grateful for the relationship with her and I'm grateful for her relationship with her siblings as well because I've got five kids to three separate relationships, which can be challenging at times, but the Brady Bunch is more than a movie, man. Like we make it work. Like and 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 she's the big she's the big sissy to to the the particularly the the small the three younger ones, um, you know she's a fierce fierce character and whilst it's a little bit challenging in different ways now as a fifteen year old, um, I think it's going to set her up to be a fantastic leader as she gets older. That's beautiful. And the final thing I want to ask you is how can we best support you and the enemy within? Just give us a follow on, on the enemy within on all the, all the socials is Joe Williams underscore T-E-W for the enemy within. Joe Williams underscore T-E-W on uh, Instagram, Twitter, but also on Instagram is uh, at the enemy within underscore as well. Um, and on Facebook, the enemy within suicide prevention, mental health, 
well-being and trauma recovery. I think it's what it's called. But the anime movie then. Unreal. Well, Joe, thank you so much for joining me and being so open with your story and providing some really beautiful insights into your life and to how you manage your mental health every day. Um, you're an amazing person and I'm, I'm really grateful to have had the opportunity to talk to you. So thank you. Mate, thanks for the for continuing the conversation. You know, we it's widely widely spoken about. Um, Connection is going to be the the, the saviour for people because we're 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 super disconnected as a people, as a race, as 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 humankind now. So what we need to do is is get around people more. Uh, the more we get around each other, the more we start to uh, learn that our infectious positive ways can help each other.